CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And welcome back to another episode of Asian Not Asian Podcast, the podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Mike Nguyen. Today is Saturday, April 24th. We're coming at you live from an undisclosed location. We cannot tell you. Uh, if you're listening to this on your phones right now, um, please take a screenshot and post it on Instagram stories. Tag us at Pod. And if you're listening to this on your um, iPhones, on your Apple podcast app, please leave a review. Uh, it helps us so much. So, yeah. um, And if you say something funny, we'll read it, we'll, we'll read it on the um, podcast. So that's some uh, incentive for you. Um, yeah. Just real quick, Mike, just wanted to let you know that um, I got my second dose. I got my second dose Second dose, baby. Second you, you, which dose one you energy. got, too? You got Pfizer or Moderna? I got Moderna. And, Moderna, baby. Um, you know, it's funny. Everybody was saying the side effects are going to be crazy. And I got it, and I was fine. And I saw this tweet that was, like, waiting for the second... It was like something like waiting for the second dose to hit like a like an edible or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nothing was happening to me, and I was like, dude, everybody's freaking out for nothing. And then I woke up the next morning when I had to work, and it was fucking hell, bro. It was hell, <laughs> man. And I probably shouldn't be saying this on air because there are probably vaccine skeptics out there. Um, shout out to my Vietnamese American friends out there. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> you but, know what's crazy um, to me is that yeah. everybody's like, oh my god, it was hell, and it was. It, it's like you all never been sick before, and then everybody's yeah, just know, like. The you thing know? is, do, do you get sick a lot? Because I don't. We don't. You know why? Because we're adults now. You know, we have good immune systems. You know, well, know. that's people... why you get sick as a kid all the time, right? Right, you know? right, right. I don't know. And I mean, we forgot. We just forgot always... how sick we get. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I feel like there are some people who like always has a cold or something. I just never, I'm not, I don't well, get like sick a, that often, so it, like, it felt extra bad. We're, yeah, I feel like straight up flus though. You know, I haven't had the flu in a long time where you're like, yeah. oh, I'm sick like a dog. And I'm been, I think the last time legit I had to call out sick was like, I was like 25 and I was like Whoa. legit sick. I, I did like lie, you know, I was like throwing up and everything like that. But since then, you know, we, we don't get sick no more. So it's almost, if anything, guys, if you want to relive your youth, go ahead and get that second shot. <laughs> if you want to remember what it's like back in the early back 2010s. In the day, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you miss throwing up and, and shitting your pants. You take that second shot and you go, ah, yes. the 90s. Dude, ah, just, you know? just, put on, just put on a little bit of Ja Rule, you know? Look, Yo. pull, bust out your yearbook. Get pull, that pull second out, dose. Pull out, your, <laughs> pull out your yearbook, man. You know? Put a, put a, put a CD of uh, NSYNC on. Put on a tiny fedora. Maybe a trucker hat. And just be like, yo, man, 2003. Ooh, that was a yeah, good time. I'm sick a like a summer. dog. It's <laughs> Moderna, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's get to our Patreon shout-outs. Um, we have a Patreon, and if you donate, we um, try to guess your ethnicity based on your last name on air. So please join us at patreon.com slash asian.asianpod. First Patreon person of the week, we got Yael Pete. P-E-E-T. That's our, uh, this, is our, this is our guest, right? Our um. Yes, she's chef done the guest. podcast before. She is, I know exactly what she is. She's Jewish-Brazilian, but she here's cooks the thing. Japanese yeah, food like but a she motherfucker. Cooks Japanese food. Here's the thing, though, is, is if I didn't know Yael Pete's uh, ethnicity because she was on the show, I would just think this is like a vegetable. This is a vegetable. <laughs> Yael Pete has given us money. 
Shout to legumes <laughs> or whatever. That braised that braised yao peach, so good. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Yael. Well, I know you know you're doing your thing, so it's awesome. Thank you. Um, next we got Chloe, just Chloe. I think this is the Chloe we saw the other day, but I'm gonna say what Chinese. Cl- I, don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing a Chloe. There was a remember Chloe. I don't want to say her full name, but like Chloe, she was she was like lying in the bed. That makes it sound real weird, but oh, you mean me, like on the, on the Zoom? In the Zoom. You, oh, you made it sound like you and I were in the bedroom. That's I was like, I, don't, I would remember <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, so it was. That's, hey. a, that's, that's that. Hey, you get that if you give us 50 bucks a month. So just remember. Just remember. <laughs> that's also a tier. Uh, we're going to say Chinese or Taiwanese. Ju- uh, yeah. Juliana Chang. C-H-A-N-G. Chinese. Chinese. Aaron Nin. Yes, this is, uh, this is my old editor from a magazine I used to write for. I learned... Everything that's good that I do right, I learned from her, and everything wrong, I learned from Fumi. So this is the good. This is the anti Fumi. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. And I know what she is, but what do you think she is? Um, I think she is Mongolian. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Am I wrong? I think so. <laughs> um. Like what is it. she? Did you say what? Is it? what She's she is? Oh, okay, the, the, okay. the trick is that H. You you throw an H into a randomly into a into a name. It's Vietnamese. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Then we have Stephen Cow. K A O. Cow. I'm say Chinese. And that concludes our Patreon shoutouts for the week. Again, if you want to get a shout out on the podcast, go to Patreon.com/AsianNotAsianPod. Um, and then we'll try to guess your ethnicity on air. Story of the week. What do we got this week, Mike? What's happening? Yo, man, I've been uh, I've been out, I've been out there in the streets. You know, I've been a little slut. That's what I have. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. That's what people say <laughs> all the time Mike, now. That's what Mike calls jogging. Uh, that's right, yeah. Well, that's what everybody always says. Everybody's like, I'm being, I'm going out. I'm being a little slut. And I'm just like, what did you do? And like, I went to the grocery store. I'm like, okay, I guess that's that's the level where we are as a community, that our sluttiness is just doing normal things like going to the bodega, which is what right, I've been right, doing. Right, right. You know? So, like, you've been a very, very good boy during this quarantine. And I don't know if it's because you're old or if, if it's because your dad was in the military. I don't know what the fuck it is, but you <laughs> you were very prudent during the, Like, you didn't see anybody. You didn't go any, you didn't go to any, like, secret parties. You didn't do any indoor shows. So, like, where have shows. you, and I know you were joking about the grocery stores. Where have you gone indoors that's been, or, like, what have you been doing that's a little bit more, like, you know, human interaction forward that, that you think is a little na- naughty. Yeah, I went and I did an, an indoor show. Um, I stood outside until I was supposed to go in, but I, then I went inside and then I did that and that was fire. And then I did some jujitsu. I went to a class. I went to a jujitsu class and Whoa. had this, this dude breathing on me. I was breathing, all breathing on him. It was awesome. And you know what's so funny? I can tell uh, that's so funny that um, <laughs> you you were like, standing outside at the stand-up comedy show because you're like i gotta be careful and then the next day you're just yeah. breathing some down down some guy's neck just I like was. licking his sweat i was off his fucking i was back. um <laughs> and it was it's um it was so nice i i realized i must have been completely shredded before the pandemic because i was so sore the next day i couldn't i was like sore like the back of my neck was sore my jaw hurt i don't know why i don't remember that maybe something happened who knows maybe <laughs> something <laughs> happened my jaw hurt. yo let's like, explore that can we yo, unpack that part yeah <laughs> i was being a little slut all right it was crazy bro <sighs> but i don't know i mean i don't know i don't know if i feel like i've 
you know what? It's like you say that I've been being, I've been really good, but I've just been doing what the CDC said. And it's just like, wow, you've been so, you've been following doctor's advice. Well, because that's very un-American. Americans very fuck you, right? Like you Mm. were doing what most people in Japan were doing, where they're like, they they watch the news (laughs) and they go, okay, we're not going to do those things because we're not allowed to. Right. But I feel like most Americans don't do that. You know what I mean? Well, that's why we killed a half a million of us. So, shouts to America. <laughs> it's very American to kill other Americans. <laughs> that's true. That's the most American thing. Oh my god. You guys don't even know. You guys don't even know how true that is. Uh, read a book. Okay. So, that's what I've been doing. How about you, Fumi? How you been? Uh, have I been naughty? I mean, I've been pretty, you know, I make funny a little bit, but I've been I've been pretty good. I, I I have I guess I've been seeing people indoors, but like only if they've gotten recently tested or like um yeah, I did. I had one naughty. I had one bad naughty experience that happened to me. That was like some open micer booped me on a show that was inside and in some dude's fucking apartment. Oh, and I didn't realize. I didn't realize people were gonna be like unmasked, and I didn't realize it was gonna be like. They said apartments. So I thought it was gonna be rooftop. The whole thing. It was like a. It was an ambush, and the show wasn't even good because there were no real people. It was just all comedians. Oh no! So that's like, the worst part. Oh yeah, it was like they sh- they really need to fuck. I don't know what the fuck that was about. I was very upset actually because um, oh, if I had gotten sick from that and like had to go to the ICU or something, like I I would have to lie to people about my death. You know no, what I mean? See, I'd be that's, like, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I feel that like getting sick, the reason if you if you end up in the hospital, it's kind of like how people ask you how did you get, end up in jail. You better have a yeah. good reason. You better have like a full right, right, right. reason. You can't be like, oh, I got in, I got sick because I was doing an open mic with these open micers. Whack. That's like the same thing <laughs> yeah, as like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah, jail yeah. for crosswalking. Yeah. Your you ass know? is done. If you say done. that, you're getting Get fucked, out of dude, here. for sure. You got to have for a sure. cool story about like, oh, I got in a fight with some cops. That's cool. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, hell That's yeah, what? man. Well, let's, let's uh, I want to talk about this with our guest today. See how, how naughty he's been. Um, and um, this, this week's theme is uh, our 90s flashbacks, Asian are not Asian. Uh, our guest this week, he's a comedian slash perhaps a musician. We read on the internet. We're not really sure. Yeah, he this could up. be a different guest or person. This could, this be, could we be, could a be ge- completely wrong. This guy. I know, but we're gonna have to. A, we're gonna have to ask him. I don't know. <laughs> he's a comedian. He's the co-host of the Wool Report podcast with Shalewa Sharp. It is an amazing storyteller, guys. Just YouTube this guy. He's got stories like it's it's all oh over YouTube, God. and they have thousands of views, and it's it's so great. He's an amazing storyteller. So guys, give it up for the hilarious Gastor Almonte. Who's Hey, hey, hey. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How you doing, Good. Man? Thank you so much for yeah. making time for us, man. Yo, thank you for having me. I've been a long-time fan. You know what I mean? So I'm real hyped to be chilling here with the anal squad. Kind of digging it. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you are you are an anal. Yo, What's going on with that? I, I, I dig it. Like I feel like, you know, when people do things that are dope, you know, you should check it. And I feel like y'all do dope stuff. So I'll be in, I'll be in y'all, y'all, y'all IG on the regular. I'll be like, yo, that's dope. I dig this clip. I'd be starring stuff. I thought, real talk, I thought <laughs> Mike was big timing me for a minute. Like, I was like, yo, like, y'all, y'all is really killing it in the podcast game because I can't even get a follow back from my man. Oh, <laughs> like, oh shit. Me, I was posting yo. mad comments on Twitter, like, yo, this is fire. And I would like, like Mike's joint. I retweet him, and Mike would be like, true, and not do nothing. Else. I'm like, Bro, I, see, I see how it is out here, man. The podcast yo. game is different. You know? <laughs> now I gotta go back in my timeline and like like all the things you've liked in mind. This is this is crazy. But yeah, I, I've been rocking with y'all for a hot minute, B. I, I dig what y'all do, man. Real talk. And you know, just like, you know, my whole thing has always been like, 
uh, highlighting, uh, you know, BIPOC and immigrant stories. And y'all do that from y'all perspective. And I think it's important. So, yeah, man, I, I, I've been a long time fan of what y'all do, B. So you you like sent us a message one time and you're like I'm always learning from your shit man what do you, what are you learning from us man because I feel like we're learning from we're you learning from you know you. yeah you're always <laughs> learning from us yeah. well I don't I don't know what you could be possibly learning from us dude it's just like there's so many nuances that like people sleep on and there's like there's little moments in the life of each immigrant culture that they deal with that I don't know about like you know like there was a few times where like y'all yeah, be like uh, the first time you had like a white girlfriend or something. I, want, I, love, I love those type of stories. I want to hear what that's like <laughs> for other people besides me because I remember those moments. Like, real talk, to this day, I remember the first white person I saw, like, that I acted, like, I re- that was the thing in the my neighborhood. The first time you ever active? saw one? You yeah. said active? Like, yo. <laughs> you remember the moment you saw one? The first time I saw, like, an actual active, like, in-person white person that, like, wasn't in a movie or in my school. Like it wasn't a teacher; it was just like oh, in the see. field, yeah. like in the in world, the, in, out in the wild. Yeah, yeah. in the wild. That like was a moment. The safari. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was just like that. Like she, just, she just came out the car. <laughs> she came out the natural habitat. Dude, yes. wow. She pulled up on our block. She she stood up and she looked both ways and she like instantly <laughs> knew, yup, this ain't it. And she got back in the car and drove <laughs> off. And like, yo, was wow is like. It was such an occasion on my neighborhood that, like, we use it as, like, a landmark. Like, we would be like, <laughs> like, people would be like, yo, you remember um, with such and such, you know, whatever happened? Oh, that was two Where months after the white girl. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was like it was that. A, that's what it is. It's like, uh, it's Hurricane Sandy, you know, 9-11, and that white girl coming out of the car. <laughs> remember that yeah. shit? That shit was that's crazy. Dude, Where were you? Little, Major moments, yeah. be East New York history right there. Gastro, before we start talking about, you know, you know, your your sort of the thing. I mean, have you been you been out there? Have you been out been a little slut going into doing 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 shows and, and getting out indoors? There or what? During the quarantine? Nah, not yeah. at all, B. Nah, um mm-hmm. uh A, you know, I'm a dad, I got two kids, I got a wife, like uh and uh, my parents live on my same block, so I see them pretty regularly. Uh, uh so just like responsibility wise, like, I I couldn't I couldn't justify that. Um, so, uh, very early on, we kind of just made the decision like, Hey, you know, I only like the 80 y'all anyway. So, you know, I feel that's true. I feel with the quarantine people have been talking about that. It's like, you really just kind of like shrank down all these people that you normally ran into and just kept it to here are the people I'm really going to try to see. I see basically like four of my really good friends. And then I have like, also, a couple that I talked to, um, you know, doing like kind of virtual hangouts because they're not near me. And then Fumi's also on that tier of like, I like him enough where I would see him online, but I don't want to go to his house. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's what I'm saying. Digital Fumi all day. If you'd have been on my block, fuck Fumi. Right, right back to the Fumi, Get out of here, Fumi. What you doing over here, B? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, nah, no, I, I love it. I love it. I kept it. I kept it like, yo, this is the yep. circle. The only person outside the circle I saw was was uh, Poppy from the corner store, and that's it. You know, everybody else is just like people directly, like, oh, you made me or I made you. Like that was essentially the recipe. Like I, I made you. you <laughs> who came out of whose balls? <laughs> you know, that's, that's the it. only one. That's the only one. Everybody has to be related to that. 
Well, I mean, I want to talk to you about like, uh, you know, you, you're you're from East New York, and we were talking about where that is because, hey, Fumi and I, we're gentrifiers. I, we've been hey. here a long time, and yeah. it's cool and all, but like, and to me, it's crazy because I live in Bed-Stuy, and, and, and I walk around sometimes, and I'm like, oh my God, there's there's this famous thing here, or this is what I know from hip hop or whatever, but I'm walking around looking for like a matcha tea. You know, I'm just like, where's the matcha tea at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is a really cool thing where this is where Nas shot this really cool commercial. But then, you know, hmm, I'm looking for dim sum. You know, like that's what I'm bringing to the to the neighborhood. But, you know, Gaston, I mean, I don't know, like, what was it like growing up? You know, where first of all, tell our fans where you're from, because people don't know what East New York is. And yeah. I, I, we kind of know what that means. But like, you know, you know, give us the rundown of that. Yeah. Yeah. For people like uh, outside of New York, uh you know, the borough of Brooklyn has like a lot of subsets area, subset areas. So Bed-Stuy is one of them. Uh, Williamsburg is probably one of the more well-known ones because of like uh, HBO shows like Girls and all that. Um, East New York is uh, one of is one of them that like still to this day is kind of like stayed the same uh, from probably like its 90s uh, demo. Um, it's uh, mostly black and Latino yeah. community. Um, it's probably uh, also really well-known for its... Uh, constantly being the place where immigrants uh brown immigrants would first go to so like right now mm -hmm. you're starting to see a huge influx of like uh middle eastern people come in um prior to that it was uh the transition um from black to latino before that oh. it was like a huge italian community um like oh. all the goodfellas movies that's all in east new york you oh, know shit. like yeah like mm -hmm. uh matter of fact they shot a uh, goodfellas in astoria but they put up a fake East New York picking sign that's still up to this day over there. Oh. Um, so yeah, like if you walk in in Queens in Astoria, they shot it in, um, but they're pretending he's still over there. Um, but yeah, uh, East New York's kind of been a place where like uh, a lot of people move into New York. They go there first because mm. it's affordable. They transition yeah. to other neighborhoods. Uh, so yeah, East New York is uh, the most Eastern part of Brooklyn. Um, and uh, that's why we don't have gentrifiers yet. They still haven't. Well you know come right over. we were fumi and i were arguing about whether or not there's a gentrifier out there and I, hey i'm saying there's there's probably one or two very um you know i would say optimistic white people maybe who, who are who are there <laughs> who are like yo they're gonna love yoga and they're they're out there trying to do that but you, yeah, we, you can, we got some you, early birds do you are you starting to see that you got to right. Yeah, there's, I'm sure there's to. one cupcake shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't, we don't <laughs> got this. <laughs> we like one. We we don't one. got a, we don't got cupcake. We got the but we got a juice place now. Okay. Yeah, we okay. got like a dude outside with like uh, he's white with braids. Uh, <laughs> he's like, trying to fit in. Yeah, he's, he's like, like yeah, I'm, hey, I'm, mon. I know y'all. Yeah, like I'm cool. <laughs> you know, and he he has like fruits and vegetables, and he sells. I don't even know if it's a store. I just think it's a dude that just stands in front of the store. But he, <laughs> he has fruits and vegetables, and he sells smoothies to people getting on the train. So he's the first sign I've seen of someone like, that's not from here. Um, okay. Now, is this, like, was that uh, was that something the neighbors were talking about when that juice stop, yeah, when the that, juice stop yeah, uh, like, sh sure. shop, mm. you know? Yeah, it's a new thing. He, uh, it, it's, a, it's, it's just like all of all the, there's no vegetable places here in general. So, like, that was the thing. It's like, okay, well, we got healthy foods here. That's great. <laughs> you know, we never saw yeah. it. And then uh, then it kind of, like, opened the door <laughs> to other people opening up uh, vegetable stores that were more to, like, our palate, which was dope. Like, then uh, 
when we saw that people were open to the idea, there was like a people that opened the spot called like the Conuco, which is like a Latino uh, fruit and vegetable stand. So like, it was mm. dope. Cause like this white boy was bringing vegetables I never heard of from this country. They were bringing vegetables I never heard of from my home country. So I was learning mm. about my parents' culture and about the rest of this country all at once, all cause of this. It was a game changer. Like my block was strictly like bodegas, and yeah. crown frieds before that. And like, no exaggeration, mm. like there's three crown fried chickens from my house. Oh shit. It's crazy. And I got <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four, I got seven stores, seven bodegas within a block of my house. Damn. Mm. So, I thought you, yeah. Um, yeah, so this was a huge shift in uh, the availability of what was there. So, you know, this is one of the benefits of that stuff, right? You get cool stuff. I don't necessarily want cupcakes, but I like the juice guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know I, one of one of my favorite jokes that you have about East New York is, um, you know, and and you could talk about this a little bit more. Uh, you know, you joke that you know because it's not uh, it hasn't always been the safest place. People don't want to stay out for so long. So um, when you go when you go shopping, you have to be efficient so you can get a lot of things at one store. <laughs> and you say you go to the you said you went to the store to get a raw chicken. Um, like I don't know, I forget something else, yeah. and then like a used used air conditioner or something, uh, right? AC unit or something <laughs> like that. That's still my favorite um, store. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like that's such a you know I've never been there, but when I heard that joke, I was like, oh, that's such like a nuanced look into you know East New York culture and what that kind of might be. Can you talk a little bit about that joke and just kind of like you know how 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 tr how much of truth is in that in that bit yeah yeah man um thank you for that man yeah i, I just talk about how, like you know i went in there i, I got a uh raw chicken uh baseball glove and uh used air conditioner <laughs> 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 and uh I, I said that i actually went in for a t-shirt and you know I, I didn't get what i wanted but i got what i needed uh, so yeah, it, it, uh, and it's 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 pretty accurate like admittedly i didn't get them all on one trip but like those are all things I've bought at the same store, at the same like, store, right. the same spot, and like to me, like you know what I, I always find interesting about that store is that everyone calls it whatever they go there the most for, you know, mm. like yeah. you know, yeah. like for me, I'll be I'll be telling my mom like, you been to the clothing store this week? Yeah, they got hats and belts this week, <laughs> and my dad calls it the appliance store. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, I just got a hammer. I got some wrenches the other day. Like, it's it's whatever you need it to be. I don't know how whatever. he fits it in that 10 by 12 box, <laughs> yeah. but everything you want this is guy, in that space. It sounds like Jeff Bezos to me, man. It's just Amazon. Yeah. He's it's Amazon. Just, it's just he East stole New York hood Amazon. It. That's all it yeah. is. Anything <laughs> you want, we got you. Shit is dope, man. I, I love the place, man. But he's been open since I've been here. It's just there. And, you know, I show up and whatever I need. He has it or he gets it. He's like, oh, I got you, Poppy. Come back tomorrow, you know, and we good. Damn. Yeah, I, I, love, I love those dynamics. It just, I feel like, you know, stores like that are, like, real indicative of, like, immigrant neighborhoods. I lived in, I lived in Flushing, Queens for two years. It's the only time I lived in a non-black uh, and brown area of, like, Brooklyn. And I felt like they had similar dynamics there. I found it beautiful, mm. like. Yeah. It would be a store that, like, solved all the problems of that community. Like, yes. you would see, like, yo, come here. We'll uh, we'll help you with, like, uh, travel plans. 
We'll help mm-hmm. you exchange money. We could get you translators. Your kid needs tutors for SATs. Like I was like, yo, how do y'all all do this shit? Like, yep. There's one dude behind the counter. <laughs> everything. You do everything? You know, and, and then, you know, I, I started comparing it to my dudes and like, oh, it's the same yep. idea. Um, you know, mm. I, I just think that like uh, essentially like someone in the community figures out that like I, I'm like a, a liaison for these people. You know, mm-hmm. like they, they, they don't necessarily have an opportunity with their work-life balance to leave the neighborhood. So my job is to bring all those things to them here. And right. I, I just think it's dope that somebody solves that. Right. I, that's why I'm, I'm walking around. I'm waiting for someone to solve my matcha tea needs. You know, I'm waiting for that. Where's, those, where's that guy? You know, I also love too that, that um, we're talking about gentrification and Fumi and I were like, yeah, you know, you guys must have like a cupcake shop or yoga studio. And Gastor is literally like, hey, we just got vegetables. We just got that. <laughs> have you heard about these things? This is crazy. Dude, I'll be hype, yo. My, my wife be like sending me out there with a new vegetable to go buy. And like I'm reading about it, and like I'm like my kids who know about it before me because they talk about vegetables in school now, and like <laughs> so they're like, "Yo, Dad, check out the picture, so you know what you're looking for." So like they all teaching me. They're like, "Yeah, this is what yeah. we talked about in class. This is good. It has vitamin like D and B." And then I go in there super hype, like, "Yo, I'm here for parsley. I think this is what they call it." <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk, I didn't have, I didn't know uh, what asparagus was probably until like 2006. Like what? I, I didn't know. Oh I my like, god! Oh god, if you tell me, I swear to God, if we could time travel, if you ask me asparagus, any of the four years in high school, right. I went to a prep school, commuted from Brooklyn to Queens. I was around white folk. I swear, all 2,000 white folk at that school kept that a secret from me. I never heard asparagus <laughs> in my life. I found out asparagus through like several Google and YouTube exponentials well into my 20s. I'm like, just, it was I'm just yeah, I'm just imagining people instead of passing around blunts, just like, hey man, don't tell Gastor about this, man. We got some asparagus in the bathroom, man. Real talk. <laughs> low, yo, yo, you wrapping in some bacon, it's mad good. Oh shit, have you had that? <laughs> you know, I mean, it does make sense because vegetables in a lot of ways is like a fucking luxury. And if you get, I mean, fucking think about Asian people with Asian pears. Gastor, have you had an Asian pear? Ooh. Oh my God, Gastor, bro! Holy, that should fuck. be a thing on this podcast, Mike. We should, we should give our guests Asian Asian pears if they're not Asian. They you know what? I would be down, down right with now. that. Write it down. Um, you It'll can blow get your it mind. More and more, you can get it. it. Used to be really hard to find. It, Gastor, I'm just going to warn you: they're very expensive. Okay. Like wildly expensive, but they're amazing. Um, they're but they're they're, they're, they're really also bigger. Big. They're bigger yeah. than your average apple, so it's expensive, but it's like one and a half times the size of an apple. So yeah, just you it's know, much okay. bigger. It's, yeah, cost. it's really big, um, and it's it's a, it's like a delicious pear. But you know, like you know, that shit's a, you know, vegetables is like that's really hard to you have to you have to eat it fresh, so you got to ship it in. And I remember in the Bay Area, the pinnacle of fanciness was this uh, store it's called Berkeley Bowl. And it's still there, and it's like this, like super. It's like Trader Joe's for rich people. It's like even on Mm. another level of vegetableness, and it's like that's where all like the hoity-toity, annoying Bay Area people would always go and get their vegetables. But I think there's such such a thing. There's vegetable capital. Okay, forget (laughs) NFTs. Mm. All right, let's not get into NFTs. Let's not get into crypto. Vegetables, where yeah, get get some Asian pears, bury that somewhere. It'll be worth something. Like to me, like um vegetable uh access is like uh the first sign that like your 
your minority group has like really made it here. Yes. Right. Yes. Like mm. they're like yes. they're like really like a part of the community because like the reason that like you know there's no vegetables or a lack of it in my neighborhood is because um, when the minority first gets here, they still they're still trying to like acclimate to this yep. culture. So they're they don't know the vegetables that are accessible in this country. They they're not familiar with them, so they're not gonna cook those. And they still haven't mm -hmm. figured out how to bring over theirs, which they're all familiar with. And then slowly they uh, figure out first the ones that are here that are most like the ones they know. And then they also figure out how to transport theirs here. Mm -hmm. And we get like mm -hmm. a beautiful new blend. You know what I mean? So that's starting to happen here now. Um, but yeah, like I, it's one of my favorite things to do, actually, when I go to other areas. Like to see what eat the, the vegetables. No, nah, yeah. nah, I ain't gonna eat them, man. But I like to see them. You know, let's not get crazy. Look, I take a picture with it, make yeah. a selfie. Yeah. I, I ain't get the three hundred pounds by accident for me. Like I ain't. Eat that, you got I that from the same like. crown, crown fried chickens. That's yeah. that's so that's so interesting. You bring that up because like I was thinking about that movie Minari. Oh that yeah, that was about vegetables. That's that was about, about vegetables. vegetables. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, it's the thing, man. Like I, I feel like if you figure out. Like what? What the local like? If you show me the vegetables, you could probably figure out the community. Like, like the same game y'all yeah. do with the names with the Patreon people. I feel like oh, you yes. could do the same thing with the vegetables. <laughs> show me the vegetables that you eat. I could guess your nationality type. Oh, you. that's so damn. Oh man, welcome you. to Asia Not Asian, the podcast about vegetables. Who knew? <laughs> Who fucking knew? Yeah, this is a weird episode. This is good. This is cool, though. Um, I do want to just kind of like, you know, I, I, I want we want I want to kind of move to some other things. But I did have a question just as far as like we've, I've listened to your stories. You have this amazing story on um, this is not happening about you growing up in East New York. And we're about the same age. So like for me, again, everything I get from about what New York was like in the 90s and stuff like that was from like you ever watch that show New York Undercover? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is what New York is like, or 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 the uh, or or the 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 cover of that uh, uh, Capone and Noriega, you know, cover. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm just like, this is what it's like. Everybody's always wearing desert camo, standing in front of a building that's on fire, and yeah. this is just East New York. And I just wanted to know, cause it, you know, what are your sort of like big memories for you? Cause like for someone like me and Fumi, it's like, hey man. We're going to Kmart. New Kmart opened up. Boom, we're there. That's our thing. And we're posing in front of that like we're rappers. But for you, what was like your big signpost as a kid? Like this, okay, I got to get the raw chicken. <laughs> got to get whatever it is, you know. Got to got to see the white lady who got lost, you know, whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, for me, like the the neighborhood, like in general, I, it, it it's weird. Like, because when you're in it, you don't view it as like those uh, signs of toughness or danger. The first time, like I associated East New York and Brooklyn as that is when I was when I was starting to get old enough to leave. Like when I would go to mm. nicer neighborhoods and I would see people's reaction to it. When you're inside, all those things that like people view as tough, like the the Tims and the baggy clothes and the abandoned building, those are like fond memories for me. You hey, know, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I I I I, I this dude, this is an abandoned. When we when I was recording my album, I took uh, my photographer to my neighborhood to take pictures there, and like I was telling him stories like with a smile about my childhood, and like he was petrified, dude. He's like, "The fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "We can't do this." Like, uh, so like as a game, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if this, I I I'll, I'll say it and y'all tell me if this is like normal. Uh, okay. <laughs> 
It's not. So yeah. <laughs> not, not <laughs> your opening, your opening has been the raw chicken air conditioner I just saw at asparagus when I was 28 years old. So Pretty sure it's gonna be abnormal. <laughs> yeah, like so, like we used to, like the the older kids when they had to like watch the younger kids. What they would do is like we played this game where like they would put mice from like the street into socks. And then we had to like swing the sock and uh-huh. throw it oh. into the abandoned building across the street. We had to get it through the window hole, right? right? And <laughs> you said mice? Yeah, like it would be mice and rats and whatever was like on the street. They would catch it. You catch it, right? And then they would put it in a in a sock, and they would swing it so that the mouse was in the sock. It was still alive. <laughs> so like, if you stop swinging it, the mouse is gonna climb on you. You don't want that, right? And then the goal was to throw it through the abandoned building across the wow. street through the is, window. Is, is, yeah. So is, you is got this your Mario Kart. I mean, what? It's you amazing, dude. <laughs> so you got you got one point if you got it through the window, <laughs> and oh then you God. got five points if you scared the people that were sleeping inside, like the crackheads. If they oh woke God. up, they were like, "Oh shit, there's a mouse." You got five points. You killing it, you know? And I'm like seven. I don't even got the arm strength for that. But it was a fun, you know, thing to try. And then you learn things by doing that. Like, right off the bat, I didn't know that mice could kind of run on walls. They could do that, you know? Huh. When, you, when you miss, they come out the sock. <laughs> and they, like, run down the wall. Run out the sock. Yeah, yeah, okay. I love how you're, like, trying to, like, humanize this. Like, no, 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 we learned. Yo, like, it was no, an education. Yeah. This, is, this is his good memory, okay? Yeah, like, dude, for it us, was a fun game. Yo, I had a blast. For other... <laughs> For other people, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I used to summer in Nantucket and there was a beautiful beach and, you know, we, we you know, uh, we, we played N64 and, and Gastor here is just throwing mice up into walls. Dude, I had you know? a blast <laughs> doing it because it's like, to me, it was like, A, you know, I was like, oh, this is the, this is cool because this is the first time the older kids kind of like took ah. to you, you know, so yeah. like if they, if you had like. Oh, yo, Gasso, yo, that dude got, like, three mice through the window. Yo, he, he a real one. You know? <laughs> that whole rest of the week, like, you good with the OGs on the block. Everybody rock yeah. with you. You know? So, like, it was a thing for me because it kind of, like, raised your status on the block. The older teenagers mm. liked you. They would okay. tell. <laughs> wow. They would tell people I didn't about re- you. It was a thing. Yeah. I love because you always talk about street cred in your comedy. I didn't realize this is what you're talking about. Yeah. There are no guns. <laughs> we're, we're talking we're talking like when you say being risky, you're talking about risking of getting rabies yeah, the whole time. It, it wasn't it, it wasn't really it. violence. It was really just crazy. Also, I feel like uh, I feel like a white person saw you guys doing this, moved back to Ohio and created cornhole because it sounds very similar. Like, hey, you know to what cornhole. what if we just got rid of the mice part? But there's still a and hole you have to throw. Maybe you'd be. Have you played? Have you? Have you? Have you played cornhole? Have I've not, anyone? I, I've not seen. You would be amazing at it. I'm thinking. <laughs> Why are you so good, man? Yo, hey, you're so good at this. Yeah, I'm hey, man. This, this ball is. This, <laughs> yeah. This bag isn't even trying to crawl up the wall or anything. You know. Just, it's easy. <laughs> it's, it's not a lot. Does it move? <laughs> Minor leagues here, baby. Come on. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> so funny, dude. But yeah, yeah oh like, you know, like there was a, like there was an awareness of the fact that that stuff existed, though. Like I knew that, like, you know, though the older kids also, some of them unfortunately had to get involved with, you know, edgier things and a more dangerous lifestyle on occasion. But 
it, 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 there was still like a, a family aspect of it, you know, and um, so I, I never felt those things. Um, I also felt like there was a protectiveness of it. It wasn't like those things were idolized per se. Like, you know, when I came home every uh, every uh, uh, trimester, I had I, w- I would have to show my report cards to the dealers. And oh, if shit. I had a B, they would give me five dollars. If I had an A, they would give me ten dollars. You know, dang, and yeah. So like, this was like a thing for the whole block. If you had a report card day, you would walk off on um, down from PS three forty five, and uh-huh. as soon as you turn down on picking them on talk, they would be looking at every kid's report card. Oh, yo, he killed it. My man made sixty dollars. Boom. You know, wow. So it was a thing, and then by like maybe like fifth, sixth grade, if you've been doing that for like five, six years, they won't even let you be involved with their business. Cause they're like, really? nah, like, that kid has to go to school. Like he can't be doing what we do. He's doing his thing in class. So like, oh I would get like sent inside if they knew they were going to do dirt that night. You really? Know, so, so they, they would mm. say like, gosh, you don't want, you don't want any of this. Just get yeah, out of here. You ain't hanging out with you know? us today. Go home. And they wouldn't really? tell me, but it was like understood. Like, I, right, I can't, it. you know, I can't get in trouble cause they're going to, they got to handle what they got to handle, but they want something better for me. So like, you know, I always saw those things, and like it, it, it made me understand that there is a humanity behind those, uh, uh, behind them, and what they have to do, and an understanding of like this is a necessity, not a want. You yeah. know that they're going yeah. through. So uh, that's why, like, you know, when like you know, you hear my stories, like I'm in those neighborhoods, but the parts that I remember are always beautiful to me. Like they're family oriented right. stories. Like that stuff is ba- is like background. Um, but the actual thing, the stories are usually about like me and my cousin or me and my dad yeah. or whatever, because that's how I, I, I still hold to those things. Well, I feel like there's so many times, I mean, especially in whatever now in, in the media, they portray like New York as like, it's anarchy here. Everything's crazy. Every, you know, all this stuff's going nuts. But it sounds like, you know, what you're saying is, you know, there's all these elements and they're trying to make do with what they got and they're looking out for the community so they're not they're you know they you know the these uh you know the i would imagine these these uh these drug dealers like they live in your community right so they're responsible to the community in some way right yeah and and just being frank they were more available you know right. like they they were responsible they were there to your point they live there so like you know when something was wrong on my block like i could my dad could call the cops you know or we yeah. could like he could talk man to man with the guy next door you know mm. so like which one is going to be more realistically like uh, take the time to respond to you and talk to you and, you know, take you at face value of what you're saying. So yeah, like uh, those interactions and uh, that um, accessibility uh, made me view them um, differently very quickly, you know, and not to say that, you know, I, I'm not trying to paint a picture like all oh, the yeah. lovely, ambitious, right, uh, yeah, beautiful, dealer, right? drug dealers. <laughs> like, you know, don't aspire <laughs> to it, you know, <laughs> There's definitely yeah. like, you know, obviously just like in everything else and obviously in that line of work, uh, there's definitely bad people that do it. I'm just yes. saying that the majority of people that I saw in that, I would equate to like the equivalent of uh, like warehouse or like factory worker. It's just the right. job that they had to do and it was the easiest one to get. Um, right. So, yeah, you a kingpin that's different. You probably grimy, like realistically. I don't know. You don't get to that level. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Being- uh if you if you just want to block more than more than likely, you just the dude trying to pay bills. 
Did you know that almost 40% of the United States is people of color, but medical research is 80 to 90% white? That's crazy. Are you telling me that every time I read side effects on a, a bottle of pills or something like that, that is based on research only for white people, and they're not really thinking about my petite Japanese body? That's right. They're not thinking about your tiny, tiny Japanese body, okay? This hey. has serious consequences. In drug trials uh, conducted primarily in the United States, Asians account for less than 2% of participants, but account for 6% of the U.S. population. Listen, I'm not a scientist, but I know white people and Asian people, we have different bodies. For example, we got different earwax, and I know that makes a difference in my medication. The All of Us Research Program is the largest and most diverse health resource ever and is representing all of those groups who have been left out of research in the past. People of color, seniors, rural areas, low income, LGBTQ, etc. Representation is critical to ensuring that discoveries are inclusive and beneficial across populations. Why should I sign up? They are currently providing 10,000 Fitbits at no cost to select participants. Learn about traits like lactose intolerance, earwax, bitter taste perception, cilantro preference, caffeine sensitivity. All of us is free and you do not have to pay for your DNA results. Be part of the largest health research project ever. All eligible adults over 18 living anywhere in the United States can join. Participation is power. Join to make a difference at joinallofus.org slash Asian Not Asian. Rituals get results. You wouldn't skip leg day, would you? It's the same idea if you want better skin, hair, and overall health. That's why Hawthorne has made it easy to build and maintain a personal care ritual that helps you look, smell, and feel your best. Hawthorne is a premium grooming brand that tailors your personal care routine to your unique profile. First, you take their quiz. They ask me things like, what kind of things am I into? What kind of drinks do I like? And that kind of factors into um, the products that they give you. And I got these these lovely deodorants because I'm a smelly boy, and that's what I've been using. It was actually really fun. The quiz, the quiz was so fast. It was so quick. It was honestly fun, and that's a hard thing to come by in pandemic. At the end, I got an essential bundle with all the products tailored to my body type and lifestyle. The products I got were, I told you, I just told you I got the deodorant. Why are you asking me again? I got the deodorant and, I got, and, and some shampoos. It's a good time. Hawthorne takes the risk out of shopping for personal care by giving you free shipping on your order and returns. If you don't like your products, they'll even retailer them for you based on your feedback. With high quality, self-care products tailored specifically to your needs from Hawthorne. Looking your best has never been easier. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use promo code NOTASIAN to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, promo code NOTASIAN. Hawthorne.co, promo code NOTASIAN. Yeah, well, that's kind of what we wanted to ask you about is, you know, you you you're, you have this beautiful story about how, like, you came up in this very strong community. And I think you say several times that, you know, we looked you up on LinkedIn. My guy, you work for PepsiCo. Oh, yeah. yeah like, you, <laughs> you were working on uh, consumer package goods, okay? You and uh, yeah, your brothers. <laughs> were you in Purchase, New York? Is that where you commuted? I, 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 uh, I worked first out of the Queens Depot and then uh, for Frito-Lay. Then I worked out of... Uh, uh, the Bronx, but I serviced uh, Purchase. I serviced uh, most notably, I serviced Greenwich, Connecticut, where like the PepsiCo CEO was at. Um, oh, right, right. So like I, I dealt with a lot of those people, but in Purchase, I would probably go up maybe like three times a year. So like you, you know, you got good grades. You got this job at a Fortune 500 company, and like you're making good money. And then you know you weren't, but you weren't happy, so you you kind of dropped all that, yeah, and started doing stand up, and it's like. In one way, you, you know, quote unquote, like made it out of the hood. 
and then economically you kind of went back in yeah, because it's like you, you left your you left your Pepsi yeah. job, right? Know, like, hey man, all these drug dealers are going to be real disappointed. They're like, man, you became a comedian, bro. Yeah, you had those grades, bro. What happened? A comedian? Like, what the hell? We invested in you. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, real talk, man. Like that's like the the most fascinating thing to me about being like an immigrant here, because like. When uh, I got real depressed working at PepsiCo, like I uh, when I was a salesperson, I enjoyed it. When I became a manager, the money was great, but I felt like the work life balance wasn't what I wanted. I, I wasn't doing something I liked, and um, my my numbers started suffering after like seven years of doing really well there. Um, and you know, I, I literally just had like a, a like a three day period where I just called out like, "Yeah, I'm not in it." Like my head mm. was off, and. My wife noticed that I was like drawn back. I wasn't talking in the crib. So she calls my parents over and we have like a huge like heart to heart. And um like the when I got promoted to manager, I remember uh taking a stand-up comedy class because I read in Inc. magazine that mm-hmm. a bunch of CEOs took stand-up to get better at public speaking. So mm-hmm. I did that like as a, a thing. I had fun. And a year later, this is happening. And she's like, yo, when's the last time you were happy? And, you know, I don't know why, but, like, just my gut reaction was, oh, the graduation class uh, for that comedy class I took last year. She said, great, do that. Just start Damn. doing that more. Um, so uh, my dad and I, who, like, you know, my dad and my, my parents own a few other, like, properties, and I own my building. So they were like, yo, like, we 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 got everything covered rent wise. Mm. You've done your job responsibly for the last eight years. You paid your bills. You saved money. Take time off. So I I quit my job and I took a whole year and I just did like a ton of mics. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I hit up my another friend of mine that was in sales and told him what I was doing. And he's like, "Yo, my sales team is trash. Come work for me. I'll let you leave anytime you have a show." Um, oh, just, you know, come work for me cause I need help in general. And it was a good, uh, like medium. And I did that for four years until I quit to do stand up full time. But, uh, yeah, like, um, to your point, it was like an emotional thing. That's why I left. Like I, I didn't feel happy. Um, but the toughest part for me was explaining that to my dad. Cause like he yeah. immigrates here, he busts his ass, him and my mom, like envision coming to this country for the future of their kid. They bust their ass. They own 18 rental units. They're the immigrant American dream. And when they're picturing that, they're thinking, okay, we worked hard, blue collar shit. My kid is going to become a doctor or a a financial wizard or whatever. And what they don't realize is that they're giving us the audacity to dream about weirder shit. You know, like Mm, they did all that. And now- I had the freedom to think, oh, I don't even have to think about money when I think about a job primarily. I can think about happiness. Whoa, and shit. Yeah, that's wild. So mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't even think about that. Happiness doesn't exist in the old country. That's not a thing. You know? Yeah, it's just you work. So ex- explaining that idea to my dad was tough. And he, I was like, you don't understand. Like, I know I make six figures here. Making fifteen thousand this year made me happy. Right. <laughs> right. That like he dude, he was so like frustrated with me. Like yeah. that shit did not connect. Uh so yeah, we had like three years where like he let it go because he knew it was good for my mental health. But okay. he was mad at me, like, yo, this is insane. And then uh 
thankfully the first uh, story that I, I did on TV uh, is centralized around him. Uh, so like everyone in the neighborhood is like, yo, that was beautiful what your son said about you on TV. And he didn't even know I was on TV like that. Like he oh, just shit. knew I left the LA to do something. He's like, oh, that's one of those like stupid comedy things you're going to do at a bar, whatever. <laughs> Which, to be fair, it such, was in a bar. Such an accurate just, description yeah, it was of what we do. That is correct. It just happened to be on TV. Yes. Yeah. So, like, you know, when, like, 15, 20 people in the, in the hood started hitting them up, like, yo, your son did his thing on that TV. So you seen your son on Comedy Central? What's Comedy Central? Like, all of those convos is happening. Yeah. So, like, after a while, he was like, okay, I see this is going somewhere. You still broke, but at least, you know, I understand Yes. Uh, what you're getting from it. Uh, so, yeah, um, it, it, that that was kind of like the challenge behind all of that movement, you know? Like, we had a guest on here like a little bit ago who said something similar to what you were saying about, you know, you had the freedom to think about other things and happiness. You know, she was saying she was, she's a Chinese immigrant and she was saying her parents worked in restaurants her entire life. And she was like, they lived an or- ordinary life. So I refuse to live an ordinary life. Yeah. Like they did that. So like I refuse to just be some person at a cube making 75k yeah. like i'm gonna be on tv i'm gonna be in hollywood dude um, I, I because they deserve it like that for me like i had to tell him yeah. he was like you know like i, I find this like you know heart he, like he tells you like this is heartbreaking for me because this isn't what i wanted for you and I, I had to tell him i was like you have to understand that the only way i can do honor by you is by doing this you know like damn you know like you mm. gave me the opportunity to do something this crazy and at worst, I can always fall back on the degree and a uh, corporate job. I can still get that back. It'll take me yeah. five years to work my way back up. Whereas this is something I can only do now because all these things line up where right. you're still healthy enough to like spend time with my kids. I, I'm young enough where like I could recover. Um, we both work together to buy these properties, like all of those things lined up. So that's what you worked for is for me to have this shot and, it's my job to gamble on that. You know, it's my yeah. job to actually like try that. Um, and then I turned it on him. I was like, you know, I would imagine that while you're seeing this is crazy, grandpa saw you's crazy. He's like, yo, yeah. you, I got the farm and DR killing it. And you talking about buying buildings in New York. Like he thought you was out of your mind. You know, yeah. so same thing, you know? <laughs> you talking about moving to another country, you don't know the language, and you're gonna open a bodega to sell food and buy, buy a property, like, that sounded insane to him. So, yeah. like, it's the same idea. I agree. I mean, I always think about, you know, if if my, if my parents were, were you know, on my case about that. I mean, shit, my my mom moved here, you know, when she was, she was in her early 20s and was like, you know what, I'm going to go to college, which is, like, not a thing. I'm going to go to college in another country. And actually, this is a country that is like it kind of occupying my country. So like it's just like this crazy <laughs> another level. You know what I'm saying? It's just like yo, I'm going to move to another. Co- you know, it's just it like shit. Stand up seems normal. That seems like a basic. I just live at you know. I just do and tell jokes. I'm not I'm even moved to this other country that's like carpet bombing us. So um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I know it's more complicated than that. Don't get don't don't at me, everybody. Um, um. First yeah, time I, I'm on the show, we're going to get canceled because of Mike. You see this, man? I, this is what I do. This is what I do. <laughs> yeah, so um, I got this from BuzzFeed, but, you know, I, but BuzzFeed News, but I think that this is, you know, happening to, uh, this has been happening for a while, but uh, the, uh, the article um, headline is, Young Vietnamese Americans say their parents are falling prey to conspiracy videos. 
and what's happening is the you know uh, older Vietnamese folks, you know our our parents' age are you know there there's like content that's uh, spreading all that's in Vietnamese. That's like, it's Vietnamese language content that they're getting on YouTube. They're getting it on Facebook or whatever, and it's like it's this is like full of misinformation, just like all sorts of crazy things about the vaccine or about you know uh, 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 politics or what have you, and these. The, the parents are just watching it all the time. And, and you know, the article goes on and, and kind of discusses about, you know, what, 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 what that can be like, what the, what's, the, what's the dynamic there, you know, trying to reach your parents. I know, I feel when I read this, again, I was never, never su- surprised about this because, you know, we've talked about a lot, Vietnamese people, we are, uh, we lean right, you know, where m- many older Vietnamese people are Republican. And it's just kind of a, sl- a slippery slope where they, you know, my parents, even very recently, you know, they've kind of mellowed out in their, uh, as they're getting a little, as they've retired. But, you know, we, they used to love Fox News, man. We watched Fox News all the time, like constantly on TV. And this is like, you know, way after I was uh, out of college already and I was like at home with them and I would just be sitting there unemployed watching them watch Fox News. <laughs> and so I don't think it's a big jump because then the, you know, the, the Vietnamese language media that's out in Orange County, you know, there's, a, there's like local media, uh, there's like local, you know, AM radio that's all in Vietnamese. And, uh, you know, this is um, um, a lot of times it's like talk radio-esque, right? So it's going to be, it's going to lean right. And it doesn't make, it makes complete sense to me that, you know, the next, you know, next thing, the next iteration of this would be these kind of like conspiracy video things, you know? Um, and I wanted to talk to uh, Gastor about this. I don't know if if this is a similar dynamic with your community as well, like as, as far as, you know, where are your parents getting their information from? Are they getting some things which are, you know, could be questionable or whatever? I don't know. just wanted to hear what, what you thought of it. Yeah, man. Um, I would say there's, uh, there's quite a bit of that... Um, in my opinion, like even more scary directly on the Spanish networks. Mm. Um, like if you watch like Univision and Telemundo, they uh they have a big portion of their mid evening programming dedicated to these like news essay type shows that okay. only explore like extreme things that like they'll admit themselves aren't factual, but they'll say possible. You oh, know? Right. Yeah. So mm. like my mom blew my mind because my have a, a my parents have like a big gap between me and my siblings. So like, I got a twenty year old brother, right? So mm-hmm. like, my brother and my mom the same week were both trying to tell me about Doctor Sebi, you know, okay. and how he solved cancer. So like, oh, my right. mom found out about it on Univision from some uh, article they decided to do in an essay. My brother is telling me about it because of Nipsey Hussle. You know, yep. So yep. like, uh, I, I'm like, I right, I can't argue with both of y'all. Get your vaccines, I right, You know, like I don't know what you want from me, but like, yeah, there's a there's definitely like a lot of misinformation that I think is spread in those places, and it, it's tough to argue because, being frank, like, I spend my whole day working on my kids and jokes. I'm not knowledgeable on yeah. every single detail yeah, of yeah. why these things are important or why this is correct. I just trust that, you know, that that it is because of the source giving it to me. But they have just as much uh know-how to like argue against me cuz I don't know 
how to prove I don't got data. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my, you know, like my brother was telling me, like, with the vaccine stuff, for example, he was like, you know, uh, how about the the Johnson and Johnson? It was killing. They had to pause it because it was killing people. And I'm like, yeah, kill, you know, one out of a million. And they paused it. He's like, yeah, one out of a million so far. You know? Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, like, how, how do I argue that? You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what do I say yeah. back to that? So, like, I don't have the data. I don't know how that stuff is studied, but I, I trust the source and I trust yes. that they do certain work. So I feel like I the work that we do, I think, is we put in enough time to solidify the source and then we kind of trust them to do yeah. the work from there. Whereas, you know, unfortunately, these, like, YouTube channels and... Uh, certain like news outlets they do a very good job of looking polished too and yeah. you know if you don't have if you didn't grow up with the internet all those things look equally professional so yeah, it's yeah, tough yeah. to kind of like you know explain that i know i know i know i gotta have a convo with my parents when i start getting a whole bunch of like weird emails because they don't have their own emails so anytime oh, they look up something <laughs> really? on google yeah, yeah like they'll enter my email Oh my as god! The email. So like, <laughs> I start getting like crazy emails in my in my in, in my like inbox. Like, yo, do you wanna you want the cure for cancer for seventeen ninety nine? I was like, oh, I gotta go stop by the house. You know, I don't know what's going on. I guess they're dude. They're, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be sending money to Nigeria soon, bro. I'm you gotta be careful, you, dude. I, I don't know what's going on over there, but when I see some nonsense in my inbox, I know I got my dad found some dude told my like he. He uh he could like put solar panels on your roof for less than your tax uh yeah, like your yeah. tax return. And I was like, yo, you get like three thousand dollars back. There's no way that dude is putting solar panels on like three thousand square foot. Like yeah, it's insane. Like it, it doesn't add up. You know, like the yeah, map yeah, is wrong. Yeah. Solar panels <laughs> cost like eighty, ninety thousand dollars, and he put them in like billionaire houses in L.A. You know, that's yeah. not coming to East New York tomorrow. All right, but yeah, uh, it, it, it's uh it's scary to see that. Uh, people are uh, sharing that kind of information. And I'm always curious, like I'm curious from y'all perspective, do you mm -hmm. think that like the people sharing that information are doing it out of malice? Like that's what I'm, I'm like, I could almost be okay with it if I knew that like they were also misinformed and it was just a matter of, do I have to convince you? Whereas- yeah, I think yeah. so. I, I, I mean, I think- like there's two things you were talking about trusting the news source for a lot of diaspora communities because of the language barrier you know it's not just Vietnamese people I remember my parents used to like pay extra to get Japanese news because they couldn't understand CNN or whatever right mm -hmm. and so I think it's the same thing happening for Mike's parents and older you know the whole article is about how young Vietnamese people are like troubled about how their, their parents are being kind of misled and a lot the article said they trust it because it's on youtube they're like oh youtube it's a you know silicon valley company and like it's you know associated with google and so of course it's true they don't realize that like any stupid asshole could post anything on there um but i i feel that this this is the same thing that like you know jordan peterson does and what what the fuck is his name ben uh what's his name ben uh the conservative guy joe ben rogan Shapiro. it's the same thing i, like, I feel yeah and, and, yeah, and, and what's his name? Like Tucker Carlson, yeah, like yeah. Tucker Carlson, like does not give a fuck about yeah, he, what happens. He's he's he's, he's, uh, he's, trigger he's got money. He's just saying like, there's these people know that these older Asian people are vulnerable and they're kind of like directionless. And 
like they can take advantage of this this emotion this sentiment and i mean maybe there's some people who kind of believe it but like one of the things that was written in an article said that this one of the youtube channels is claiming that covid19 can be cured with vitamins and oranges which by the okay. way is so vietnamese <laughs> it's just like vietnamese people when like I saw oranges I oranges like, oh yeah you know uh, <laughs> right be sure to eat a lot of persimmons really listen That's, you know the, that's the guy who's in his YouTube channel, he he probably works for Sunkist or something, right? <laughs> I, I'm saying, I'm telling you, it's all connected. I, I mean, feel, that's the kind of conspiracy yeah, I believe in. I feel in. that it it could be, I think it could be mixed. I feel that, and maybe I'm not giving enough credit to um, these conspiracy theorists, Vietnamese people, but I'm just trying to imagine like my parents who are smart. I mean, my parents went to college in America. You know, I uh, I have uh, aunts and uncles. They have they're engineers. You know, they're smart people. But I think if you you could easily end up in a place where if you ask certain questions and then not question the answer, you'll just end up in this loop of especially on the internet, right? Where it's just you're suddenly in this thing that's just reinforcing how much um, you think. Because if you're sort of like uh, oh, um, I don't know if COVID, I don't know if the vaccine is safe, right? If you start with that question and you go in and you ask it as a Vietnamese person, you're going to find Vietnamese sources that reinforce that. And they might not even say it out loud where it's like, don't take it. They just might ask the question right. and then you're suddenly reinforcing yourself. And then you might end up to a place where somebody is going to go and, and really say, oh yeah, you can have oranges or some shit like that. But I think even if you're a reasonable person, you could, uh, because of how Google is, how YouTube is, you know, I mean, how many times have we gone on to Twitter and we get into like some weird Twitter, uh, uh, a person who is, um, you know, uh, is, is, is just reinforcing the thing that you're, you're looking for and will, uh, is, knows how to kind of hook you into these things, you know? So I think that, you know, that, uh, I mean, all of these, uh, lies, I guess you could say, which they are, are things which have been said again and again in for Vietnamese people. So Vietnamese people really are afraid of communism. If I were a Vietnamese uh, communication strategist for the Democratic Party, I would say you can never, ever say socialism or communism. Never say it. I don't care if it is like, uh, you know, you can never even spin it like that. It has to be something else. You, you can't even call it collectivism because Vietnamese people, we are allergic to that. And the same thing with um, talking about when you talk about China, okay, Vietnamese people have this whole thing about China, whether it's right or wrong, it's a trigger for them. It's a, it's the same trigger warning as if, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you, you, you talk to uh, me about uh, Alaskan pipelines, you know, I'm going to start getting upset, <laughs> you know? That's my that's my thing, right? And it just gets me emotional, and it gets Vietnamese people emotional too. So, uh, again, I think you could be a reasonable person, but be wound up with certain keywords that all of a sudden you're, you know, abortion. That's a big one. Vietnamese yeah. people, a lot of us are Catholic. You know, I don't know how it is with, uh, you know, the Dominican community, but you throw that in there, it could be totally wrong, but you're so emotionally latched onto the word that that concept of abortion. That you you don't even want to touch it. You you don't even want to take the risk. You know what I'm saying? So that's sort of what you have to play against. You're, you you know I think a lot of times, Gastor, you were talking about. You know I don't have the facts. This isn't about facts. <laughs> you know 
This is about <laughs> yeah. feeling. Guys talking about oranges, man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what are the things that are scary? What are the things? Yeah. What are the things that are scary? Right. Abortion, China, communism. What are the things that make you feel good? Oranges. <laughs> I swear to fucking God. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. This well, is what this this is the war we're fighting. We're fighting an emotional war. So you have to go in there right. and you have to be like, hey man, you know what the vaccine's made of? Oranges. Oranges baby. Yo, get that orange vaccine, baby. And they'd be like, what? That's tight. I love the orange. I love oranges. Yeah, man. Get, it's, it's full of persimmons. That's how they made it. They made so it so we would get we would get like big uh Vietnamese buy-in if like Yo, Tropicana, new vaccine. We out here, baby. <laughs> Listen, no one has tried it yet, and I don't see why it wouldn't work. Because this is what—that's yeah. why we're—that's what we're who we're fighting. We're fighting an emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. war against this. These it's sorts like of a, things. Yeah. It's like dose one, no pulp. Dose two, with pulp. With pulp. Like I'm down. Yo, yo, I'm get down. it, get it. Oh God, I was just talking about this with my homie. Like at the corner store on oh God, the day after the Johnson Johnson joint got shut down i was hearing like a hood convo about it and like this dude was like nah dude they get in the blood clot because the johnson johnson's only one dose because it's thicker you know what i mean if they would <laughs> that's what i'm saying good it's not science it's yeah. not science it's not <laughs> it's thicker it's not you about know? facts you know oh man I, my favorite part though of that article was like um the they're like uh they thought it wasn't gonna work because it was only effective uh, for white males, because they use oh, white yeah. male fetuses, and like you know, a young oh, lady was complaining shit. that you know her mom was starting to believe that, and like I love the idea that like to her mom, she the mom was like, yeah, white people are that evil. They would use uh, fetus, they would get fetuses. <laughs> yeah. That lines up, you know. <laughs> yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. This adds up. Yep, they would do that. Well, Gastor, thank you so much for coming on. This is amazing, an amazing conversation. Where can our fans find you and your work? Yeah, man, uh, you can find me on all social medias at Gastor Almonte, uh, G-A-S-T-O-R-A-L-M-O-N-T-E. And uh, you can listen to my podcast every week. It's called The War Report, uh, hosted by myself and the homie Chalet with Sharp. Uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, uh, like this with black people, basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. It's also known as Black Not Black. Check that out. Uh, you can also find us on uh, all the social media platforms at Asian Not Asian Pod. I am also on there at the Fumiabe. That's T H E F U M I A B E. And you can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. Uh, please come to our Zoom Hack City comedy show, or sorry, Zoom stand up comedy show that we do every other week called Hack City. The next one will be. Uh, April 30th and the one after that is May 14th Gastor's done it a bunch of times and honestly we're still going strong if you ever want to do it again man just I'm hit us up man. dude happy to have you man love to do it man um, always rock with y'all hell yeah uh, always as always check out our Patreon patreon.com slash Asian that Asian pod iTunes people please leave a review and uh, Mike I think that's it right alright we'll see you next week bye, bye.